welcome to the Astro All-Stars podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Montgomery, pro astrologer and author of Star Power and Cosmic Power. This podcast is for you if you're an astro-curious modern mystic and ready to free your mind, own your power and create your world. Let's go. Hey Starlings, welcome to another episode of the Astro All-Stars podcast. Today I have with me representing for Classic Pisces, Julia Simus, who is the founder and motivator, as well as designer and instigator of the CIA, the Cosmic Intelligence Agency, which is a collective in Melbourne, Australia. Julia studied at the same place I did, Astrosynthesis in Melbourne, and around the same time as well, which was a very early 2000s. And she, well, at the time, there was the main governing bodies throughout Australia, and there wasn't uh, many breakaways. It was really different to now. There wasn't many things in terms of breakaways, and she ended up doing that. So we discuss uh, things like that, and we also discuss inside the mists of the Pisces, very creative mind. So Julia is Agent 12 in the CIA. She started with the grand idea that the world needs unity, a grand vision, and a plan. In its own small way, Julia hopes the agency can contribute to raising consciousness, global awareness, unified thought, and a better world through the fascinating world of astrology. Completing a diploma in applied astrology from Astrosynthesis in Melbourne, Julia wrote her finishing thesis on the Anima Mundi in 2005, inspiring her to put ideas into motion, regardless of how idealistic and kooky they may have seemed at the time. She found a few interested agents and started the ball rolling. Agent 12 contributes to many articles and ideas on the site, organises CIA events and promotes Anima Mundi awareness. Often asked why she picked uh, the Agent 12 number, she says, I was born 12th of March 1964, 12th sun sign Pisces, a stellium in Pisces and a balsamic Pisces moon. Number 12 also the most visible number there is, suiting Pisces very well and the many roles that I play with the agency. Barbara Felden, Agent 99 from the TV series Get Smart, is also born 12th of March. Funny coincidence. Julia, married with three children, was once a TVC animator and jewellery maker and brings all these skills together with astrology in the ongoing project which is the CIA. She organises regular workshops, writes the daily posts for the CIA and Facebook page and other feature articles, hosts regular webinars, is a keen researcher and makes the occasional astrological documentary film, the first film being Neptune's Return 2009, the second The Edge of Chaos, a timeline of astrology. Uh, I think it was actually debuting Neptune's Return Possibly, I think it was that one at a conference, which is where I first saw Julia. 
So Julia began CIA Star Camp events in the Australian outback with Agent 77, Marg Murphy, in 2011 and continues to organise other astrologically inspired retreats with world-renowned astrologers. Julia has lectured at various CIA events and workshops in Australia and internationally, online and in person. She's been a presenter at UEC uh, in 2012 in New Orleans, a speaker at the ISA conference in Arizona in 2014, LA 2016, Astrology Rising Conference Costa Rica 2017 and online 2020, IVC Conference Kolkata India 2018 and the 8th Astrology Days Conference in Istanbul, Turkey, March 2019. Julia also lectures and teaches online for the CIA, events, symposiums, free webinars, so see the CIA website for those. Uh, She regularly uh, also speaks for other organisations like Kepler College and OPA as, or OPA as required. Julia is a practising astrologer available for consultations, lessons and presentations in Melbourne, astrology classes in Melbourne and online. So uh, also Julia contributes to the many webinars and videos for CIA membership as host and presenter. So check out particularly uh, Julia's work with uh, the Venus cycle. She's a Venus Starpoint masterclass uh, that she's done recently and lots of other things. If you ever see anything coming up, really worth uh, taking a look at because she's done a lot of work over the years on that as I've noticed. So let's jump into this chat into the Pisces creative mind. It was such a treat to speak with my first Australian guest actually and someone that we share that astrological lineage and also someone that's been quite an innovator in the astrological community and really pulled people together. So here we go. Enjoy. All right. Hey, everybody, and thanks again for joining us on this episode of the Astro All-Stars podcast. And today, of course, we have Julia Simers representing as a classic Pisces with a gazillion planets in Pisces. Hi, Julia. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Vanessa. Thanks for inviting me. How special (laughs) to be the Pisces representative. You are a (laughs) very special Pisces slash also astrologer representative. The combo is great. I collect stelliums. And so let's look at um, straight away introduce what planets do you have representing in Pisces for us today? Uh, Well, the moon, Mars, Chiron, the sun and Mercury. That's a gazillion. (laughs) well it's quite a lot yes (laughs) and we both have the the mars in pisces too so i think it's it's a really interesting time obviously for pisces people because um the neptune rulership uh and pisces neptune being in sign in pisces um i like to call it like it's the sign of the times and that sign is unicorns metallics and modern mystics plus Uh, alcohol and drugs and escapism what else do you see as specific expressions of Neptune's passage through Pisces this time around Um, like what do you think this period will be remembered for in the future well I mean first of all I think that Pisces is not as you know kind of unicorns and you know fabulous rainbows and that kind of stuff like it can be 
but it's always got two sides you know it's it's the it's the sign that re represents the extremes where one you know it can go one way to magic land or it can go the other way to completely the opposite um you know of course re represented by the fish <laughs> you know the, the two fish tied together um you know and swimming different ways or, or whichever way you look at it so i mean just as myself as a pisces it's one of those first things that i um you know kind of learned about and i'm going i'm not into cutesy things and you know glitz and glamour so much you know i've got my own version of that so i kind of see pisces as the most um well, of course, it's the shape shifter and it will meld to whatever's going on. And but it's it's probably the most independent in a way. It's it's got both sides. It's it's the independence with the bonding. So there's always the two sides to Pisces. It's a dual sign, right? You know, like we have yeah. um, you know, Libra, um, Gemini. So, you know, it can be completely chaotic and completely, you know, um crazy. You know, so um, so I, I do see I see those sides of it, not just you know again all that all that lovely stuff that we hear um, yes. about it. Um, and then you know the the question you asked about um, you know what are we going to remember you know these times of Neptune in Pisces? Um, again, I always think of Pisces as the agony and the ecstasy. There's so mm. many amazing things going on, but there's also so much has been kind of bubbled up and brought up for us to consider and 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 look at um you know as preparing for this interview I was just thinking about words like carbon footprint you know um you know the the invisible things that are surround us and unless they're in their in, in your face in our faces you know we might not look at them and recognize and I think the passage of Neptune and Pisces has really made us aware of, of so many things that are kind of, di you know, dire um, and, and really, mm. you know, significant to the shifts that, that, that we're in, you know, like the, the expansion of um, borders in the sense of, um, you know, refugees and how many there are. Um, we're not fixing a lot of the problems that that we know are there, you know, poverty and all that type of thing. Um, you know, so we have those extremes going on. Um, mm. So, you know, remembering this time is it's a great age of awareness. Um, you know, Pisces is, is very perceptive of everything going on, you know, not just their own lives. So I think I think we've opened up so much to all the consciousness has opened up so much more to to the vastness of, of what we're in you know yeah um, I suppose the empathy people. of Pisces like we are aware of you know everything's being poured onto the table you know there's the Saturn Uranus square and other things going on of course concurrently but I guess we have that place to go to in terms of empathy once we become aware as well at this time you know everything that's got to be addressed is getting addressed from yep. um equal equal rights and on so many yep. levels yep. and just yep. basic humanity humanitarian mm -hmm. um equality as well so i guess the pisces sensitivity is and the empathy is and compassion is prevalent there yeah and you know so so yeah people have been woken towards that we can't live in this world thinking we're just on our own you know we're you know the the borders and the nations and they have to work together it's a universal kind yes. of issues that have come up are universal they're not just about you know the nations and, and 
what they need. It's like we have to learn to live as a as a oneness, you know. Um, yeah. And and that those kind of things that you know very prominent. So um, perhaps that's what we'll remember these times as, you know, yeah. more so. Um, of course, you know, you mentioned that the social changes that, are, that have come through in this time, of course, there's been, you know, the Pluto Uranus square, there's, you know, there's been so many things rise up. So again, you know, the rising up of, of social change, um, you know, comes from, from the collective. So the collective has, has been woken up perhaps yes. in, in so many ways yeah and isn't it interesting that the word woke has been something that's gone yes. into a mainstream awareness good mm -hmm. yes and Pisces yeah. it's interesting to think about I'm just I'm all about the keywords as soon as you hear yeah. that keyword you know what territory or realm yes. you're in and yeah. yeah Pisces is kind of like the dream but yeah it's asleep and awake again the two fishes are you asleep are you awake are you escaped through drugs or whatever or are you really oh there's so many questions I've got to ask <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask about the transits like that Neptune coming through and you know that's the thing about stelliums when it's on it is on for a really uh -huh. long time so when it's good it's good and when it's challenging you've just got years of it so Neptune coming through as, as the sign of the fish how have you experienced that have you did you notice it um you know I, I probably noticed things like Uranus more than I did Pisces you know, sorry Neptune going through my you know my stellium it's on my my sun and Mercury at the moment and um you know oh gosh when when it sort of transited my Chiron and Mars it was you know I was a female in the middle of you know the transition that we have in our 50s you know menopause so it was it was kind of like saying goodbye to to a Julia that you know I knew um as a younger version so that was part of it and Neptune's always got something that you have to give up you know, no. like whatever it comes through. So it really sort of suited Mars and Chiron, right? And um, so that's how I saw that. Um, the kids left home, um, you know, there was things like, you know, that that kind of stuff. Um, I think when Neptune was on my moon, that was right at the beginning of like Neptune in Pisces. Um, and that was a very exhilarating time where I sort of started traveling internationally and being known as an astrologer. And, you know, it was just kind of, you know, it was it was really sort of thrilling and exciting in yes. that sense. Um, and now that it's on my sun and Mercury, um, I'm really feeling this this kind of um, um, need to be more creative or, or just the stuff that I've been doing for the last few years is just not as interesting anymore. Right. You know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of retreating in my own sort of space here or more so, um, you know, I, I feel as though, you know, all this social kind of media and astrology, it's just kind of, I'm worn out with it pretty much. Um, I've done it for a while. I've seen it change. I've seen, you know, it, it's still there and it will always be part of what I do, but in a different level. I mean, I, I, I would prefer to be working on a movie or, or something a bit more substantial than posts and, you know, thrilling yes. people by likes and stuff. It's yes. just not appealing yeah, as much as it, it was. Yeah, for That's sure. interesting, the movie, since Pisces rules uh, the cinema and movies. So that, yeah, is a no-brainer for you. Well, definitely. it's, you know, 
with the Pisces kind of creativity, it's like, you know, how can we tell these stories, but through a different, media. you know, a, a different media. Um, I'm not one to be sort of talking on Instagram and, you know, just I'd, I'd rather teach. It's kind of like having things more substantial or meaningful behind mm. the astrology. Um, so that's where I'm at. It's interesting. I'm not, um, yeah, it's, it's really kind of this urge to just be more authentically creative you know yep, um and, and sort of bringing stuff back to myself I think because the sun and mercury is involved I've kind of dissipated a lot of myself like an octopus yeah right <laughs> and bled out a bit psychically um I think yeah I think it's we both studied at the same place um astrosynthesis of synthesis. course yeah and right. you might be a bit like me in that because we had such a like it was like pretty highbrow, like as hardcore astrology school as you can get, really. And then try it was, yeah, incredible. I just thank the goddess that I found that place. Yeah. And yeah. that was my first big foray. And then it was in Melbourne for us. Yeah. It was actually in our hometown. Yeah. Just great. right there. And mm. only looking back, do I realize what luck that was but you know going through to like yeah Instagram or meme culture trying to break it down for a very um new sort of audience has it's like some people wanted to learn astrology so they can write horoscopes whereas like that would be the last thing that because of our training we would have ever thought of doing so it's been like okay how do we filter this down to new people which has been an interesting challenge but it's interesting yeah you're returning back I definitely have those two sides as well but yeah, something substantial is something I keep on mind. I like doing a little chat on Instagram, but that's why yeah. I do the books. And it's just yeah. like, it's something that will last. It's not just like a five second snack and then everyone forgets it. And that time yeah. is wasted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just like to say with the movie thing for you and feeling like doing something substantial, I have noticed when people have really have been part of the uberluft of their generation or their time they have very often had Neptune transits to their, at least their sun. So it's interesting that the one to your moon really lifted you up and this Mm -hmm. one to your sun could actually deliver something really interesting as well, because it's just so in sync with the times, like the person really represents it. Have you noticed that? Well, it's, um, uh, I mean, I have to say that I I always often feel ahead of the times because what Mm -hmm. I feel like I've done, years ago is what everyone's doing now so so you've got to keep moving on yeah so it's it's the sag rising in me as well and a jupiter in aries that it's really sort of like oh i've done that now it's like let's let's go to the next next place you know you're coming you know like what's what's more interesting now so and and it's you know i mean a a few other things in my chart uranus and pluto on the midheaven once it's too popular i'm not interested (laughs) So, uh, or, you know, it's just that kind of thing. And I've never been that sort of person that is like, oh, let's do that because everyone's doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just not my kind of version of things. Um, but, you know, I mean, I totally understand, you know, that it's good for, for a lot. But, you know, again, I mean, just things like documenting or posting about the full moon and new moon and, and the equinoxes and solstices, no one was doing that when we started that. So, yeah, and, that's right. You know, that was... 2008 or something so um and now it's everywhere so we keep sort of joking oh the missions work the missions work so we've we've got to come up with a new one now you see (laughs) yeah well that's it I feel the same it's like 
yeah now there's I feel like there's enough people that have taken that baton on that yeah. okay what's so next? much isn't there yeah, yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. you know that's the thing you go on to the next thing and open it up and it's like discovering new ground it's yeah Sagittarius for sure Pisces totally doesn't live yeah. in Sagittarius the now. is impatient impatient and, and, and then the Pisces is yeah, it's always looking ahead. So it's the two, the combo is kind of always, always going forward, not backward. Yeah, <laughs> not backwards, and, I suppose. Mm. And Jupiter in Aries too, blazing the trails. Like that's, yeah, the luck is coming from doing something new and taking on a challenge that you haven't done before. Yeah, it was the excitement of pioneering, just yeah. doing something that has, you know, that that's not been, um, well, whatever done, or you might have seen it done, but you do it differently, or you know what, you know, whatever it is. So I just don't think we've had any good astrological movies, and it's time mm. for some of those. I like um, it. Give a call. Give <laughs> Netflix a call. Uh, yeah, well, I think you've got to, got to write the script first. So, um, you know, I've, I've got some projects I need to finish over this winter and, um, you know, then it's going to be the mission, I think, you know, for me to sort of somehow perhaps write a script. So I reckon, I reckon yeah. get in quicker, like write the synopsis. I don't think you need to write the whole thing. Just do the, make the pitch. True, true. Pitch. I have been told that. Yes. And I have, I've got a fabulous kind of story up my sleeve so we'll excellent see. it oh, would really excellent. suit a series a, a series you know so an ongoing an on, ongoing story because you know as you know like the astrology world has just our you know themes and concepts and ideas it's just endless you know what can be presented through that that realm so um yeah anyway a bit more to think on on that one <laughs> excellent I like where you're going with this though So speaking of Jupiter and Sagittarius, what about, you know, we're both modern astrologers. We use Placidus. We studied at the same place. And um, I think our group of our gen is very much that style. So, but, you know, traditional is really finding its um, track now. So the traditional ruler of Pisces is Jupiter. Do you relate, do you use that or relate at all? Or Um, do you combine them? I definitely understand and like the traditional concepts and definitely use the, the, the and teach the um, ancient rulerships because they certainly have a place. It's a, it's a beautiful system, mm. you know, why mess with it? Um, it depends what you're doing. I mean, you will always use the co-rulers and say, okay, Neptune's there, you know, Pluto's there or whatever, but I don't see any reason for them to be taking over the rulership of the signs. Um, and mainly because, you know, some people say, oh, Eris was discovered, so she must be Aries and, and Ceres is now, you know, here and she must be Virgo and take away from. But um, oh. getting into really complex, you know, ground here because how many things are going to be discovered and which ones get the place? So what are we going to keep going around and you know, getting getting all these rulers for all these signs? I mean, um I, I, I just don't, it doesn't work for me that way. And especially if you're, if you're learning horary or doing horary astrology, yes. you can't use Pluto as a ruler of Scorpio yep. because it moves too slowly. Um, Nept, uh, what do you call it? All those outer planets move too slowly to be indicators of, you know, something that's used like in horary. Um, and so I will definitely teach the, the ancient rulerships, but of course the awareness of, Co, the co-rulers I'll just call them co-rulers yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and yeah that's a good point I always say if it was if it was a technique 
built for to use in a certain way so for traditional it was built to use in a certain way so you use it that way yeah so for Um, you you yeah yeah um you know so being a pisces i've always you know i do see jupiter as my ruler i'm not i'm not spaced out and you know kind of mystical and all that kind of thing i'm much more jupiterian really so you relate more to the jupiter than the neptune even though you've got all that pisces definitely yes it's the humor um it's the kind of boldness behind that you know people always say to me you are not a part you know you don't act like a pisces and and you know it's probably the jupiter that's that's much sort of stronger um coming out um then you know then a sort of soft pisces yeah because that's a lot of jupiter if we're going to look at that with all the pisces and the sag rising and i'll say the same for myself that's a lot of yeah yeah in pisces it's six planets ruled by jupiter and you're i mean the jupiter people are the type of people that go out there and do stuff you know and they're connecting people and they're excited about things they're sort of you know generating generating stuff all the time um and neptunian more so would be behind the scenes and you know sort of um lost in their own or you know in their own creation um as opposed to being out there so you know you're very out there do you know what i mean yeah so um but I have a lot of Jupiter. Um, but I wonder if it's like you do have the Sag rising, so you do have that. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, when people really shoot to the absolute pinnacle of their time and are remembered as basically creating that time through whether it's a musician, um, usually through the arts, a musician yeah. or a director, things like that. Neptune yeah. has hit their sun, not in Pisces, but it's been it's been Neptune because Neptune That's when you get famous. Yeah, because it can infiltrate. <laughs> everything it can infiltrate the psyche of people like i think that people don't maybe they underestimate the ability like pisces is the last one you know and neptune's pretty out there like they are very powerful and i think Mm -hmm. the uh yin um receptive signs of planets have been uh definitely underrated Sure. You know, and that, you know, the Neptune, the 12, the Pisces can really sink into your psyche, like get under your skin. So do you know what or who was the Neptune, like primordial water deity when God was a woman, like pre-patriarchal, <laughs> pre-ancient Grecian times? Um, what And what is the Neptune archetype for you? What image comes to mind? Because, you know, we're really taught so much about the sort of Grecian ones where everything's been um, and become androcentric. Well, most things except perhaps Venus and the moon, but Neptune is very feminine. If you think about it, or perhaps everything, I think more everything. I don't like to gender things too much. What do you think about like, do you, have you done the history on it? Like pre, pre, pre history? Oh, um, you mean in mythology or just the, perhaps, you know, well, the, the, the kind of archetype? Both, I think. Like, have you done the mythology, the early mythology, and what for you, like what, you know, rather than look at what other people have created, what for you comes to mind? Like what what image describe? Yeah, um, I think, um, you know, Neptune's so so vast and, you know, all-encompassing. I mean, just as a, as a you know, Grecian, you know, god, uh, he was, you know, of course, the ruler of the, of the waters, which he, you know, 
Jupiter, his brother, and, you know, Pluto, his brother, they all divided, you know, the worlds and he got the, you know, he got the, the water or the oceans. But um, he did have lots and lots of wives. I'm sure <laughs> like he did Jupiter, in a patriarchal so, culture that envisaged <laughs> Neptune. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was, you know they were representing, you know, all kinds of things from Salacia, you know, the glittering waters to, you know, um, Amphitrite and, I mean, God, there's there's so many kind of, you know, connections to that. But, um, but no, I look, I, I, I look at all archetypes as very much um, masculine and feminine all at once. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're living in these modern time. Um, there's not, you know, the anima and the animus is existing in everything you know, um, especially these archetypes, even if it's Mars, you know, it is the archetype of, you know, being forthright and standing yeah. up for yourself and moving forward and action. But, you know, females have got feminine energy has got that too, you know. So um, I definitely don't, you know, don't live in that ancient world. No way. But I'm you know, wondering, like, that, if that's you... just not right. Absolutely. I agree. Um, and I'm wondering if you've looked back past the Grecian, you know, to when, you know, originally that Neptune sea deity was female. They were all pretty much mostly female before they slowly sort of changed over with the culture. But so have you looked back at that or? Well, um, look, y uh, yes, because there's, um, you know, there's the archaeology of, you know, so many amazing um people that have explored the, you know, the feminine sort of archetype from ancient times. Um, and I mean, that was always kind of more about the earth, wasn't it? So she does claim the, the strongest part of us, which is good. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, the primordial waters, you know, you know, if, if, you know, yes, they are definitely feminine, you know, they have to mm. be because that's where the seeds from. Um, when you think about it in a cosmic sense, um, you know, like the, the the birthing of a of a of a star or or you know something in the in the in the wild universe, um, you know, I, I have to say it'd have to be both. You know, it's it's a combination of both, isn't it? Yeah, I Again, think it's everything um, as well. Yeah, so I, I kind of like I suppose I I don't think about it that way. Um, but definitely the, 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 the feminine archetype was a lot stronger, yeah, before the patriarchy took over <laughs> and, you know, control, control things, definitely. Yeah, Re yes. reloaded it all. Um, and, yeah, so yeah. the primordial waters, that's definitely something uh, I wanted to see what your opinion on it was. And I love that you've taken it to the birth of a star, like super cosmic. Uh -huh as well and yeah I just I think of um yeah the, that idea of the grounded the really grounded side of this like we're already uh, or you were mentioning that unity like people think unity conscious with ne consciousness with Neptune is some sort of like spiritual non-physical thing but it's literally we are all connected and something that one country does affects the other country and I think COVID's interesting because it's really connected everyone and we can all see that Oh, actually, this is all, we were all on one planet, not separate bits of it, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big topic, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, yes, we all, we all come from, 
you know, the, this oneness, but we've all experienced the entrance in a different way um, and, you know, have been birthed in different wombs or grew up in different wombs mm. um, and mothers and families and, and heritage and, you know, all that type of thing. That is the explanation of our 12th house, right? Mm. So we're not all of us have Pisces in the 12th house. Like that, that is the nice kind of romantic notion. Oh, we've been birthed from these beautiful waters. But, you know, some of those waters are toxic and some of those waters are full of anxiety and some of those yeah. waters are full of, you know, anger. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's the 12th house to me. Like, again, we, not all of us have... Pisces there you know I've got Scorpio there and so whatever we've got there we're kind of used to um, it's kind of natural for us to to let's say behave that way or be very sensitive to something so it is a sensitive place um, but it's not all very Pisces for us I don't think Mm. you know what I mean Um, so yeah and then others with planets there um, you know sort of complicate things in in so many ways so you know, there's a lot of things that you'll never find out from that zone, but there's a lot of things I think we can look into um, in, in the sense of, you know, what was going on in my environment when, you know, mother was about to be giving birth because, you know, in utero, the, the, the baby, you know, picks up so much right so much yeah so much so so much so you know um you know there's things that we'll 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 never be able to understand about a person because mother doesn't remember or the stories have never been told or whatever but you know if your mother's still around and you know talk to her about all of those things you know yeah get her drunk so she tells you Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's really sort of a sensitive, um, you know, sensitive zone and a sensitive place. And I think the 12th house really sort of tells us, you know, how we trust the unknown and the unseen. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, that's very Pisces, but it's not always Pisces, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an interesting analogy as well with, you know, all the different things can go that can go on. Uh, in utero that we'll never really know but it's yeah that sensitivity you have literally no boundaries or say protection against things you just will absorb everything that comes through the mother like that is kind of that Neptune-y Pisces sensitivity which leads me into my next question which is the modern mystic side of Pisces Neptune through Pisces you know modern the modern mystic things become a thing now and it's okay to it's like socially acceptable to be sensitive to things and um you know highly sensitive people is a thing and start tuning into our psychic awareness or you know people are reading tarot cards and getting into astrology are you with all your pisces super psychic like are you super sensitive to the vibes you pick up on a lot of what's unseen um i definitely do that um you know definitely pick up vibes about mostly things that I like or don't like right Mm. um I've got Scorpio in the 12th house and Neptune's in the 12th for me so um you know just always being able to let's say read things situations and always have trusted my intuition about it right so to go here to not go there to trust that person not trust that person you know there's this kind of sense about it 
Um, I wouldn't say that I'm kind of psychic in that prophetic sense or, you know, like that's going to happen to you and, you know, kind of sitting there like a a Pythia or whatever, you know, no. I have been introduced to the other side, let's say, through a death of a cousin Um, and Mm. I've always sort of found that as a... um, a kind of an inroad to you know like Mulder in the X-Files you know that there was proof right there's something you know about the other world that is really really connected but you know what I have a lot of friends around me that are much more in that realm than me do you know what I mean they're much Mm. more you know about working with spirit guides or listening to them or you know talking you know to the other side and you know that kind of stuff but I don't I just trust these things so it's it's obviously in a sense not my job or not my world you know what I mean not that I'm not that I'm kind of not open to it um Mm. I definitely it it, I'm just more trusting of of things that are unknown and if they happen I wouldn't be surprised do you know what I mean yeah so um yeah yeah, I but I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not sort of, you know, yeah, again, sort of, oh, I've got a spirit talking to me. I do have a friend. <laughs> you don't channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I've got a friend who's got Neptune conjunct the sun and you said you've got that and she's yeah. much more like that than me. Yeah, so I'm I'm not. I don't I don't see myself like that at all. <laughs> yeah, but I like that you uh, just trusted. It's like yeah, that's right. I'm I, I I mean, in a sense, I kind of in in a lot of consultations, I'm I find myself, you know, kind of opening people to to tell them to trust themselves and their yes. intuition. Like you're the one that's in charge of stuff. You know, yes. what's the fear behind this? So. Um, and, and yeah, people having a fear of, of the psychic realm or, you know, like, oh, that's heebie-jeebie. It's, it's not. It's really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I guess the thing of trusting something, even though you can't prove it, like that seems to be the big tripping stone for a lot of people, you know, and going with what yeah. you know, even though people around you are saying, what are you doing or why? Yeah. And there is no proof yet, but there will be. Yeah, well, again, I mean, there's so many things, you know, um, you know, like what, why is the ocean blue or why is, you know, every tree green? I mean, you know, I mean, things that, you know, I mean, maybe that can be explained, but do you know what I mean? Um, um, not everything will ever be um, proven. So why do we think that it should be anyway? Because that's that element that um, will always be this kind of unknown part of 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 the universe or life you know I mean it's that saying it's like as much as we know we realize how much we don't know right so that's that's never ending um and it's the same with astrology like we can't you know as astrologers we learn to sort of trust it because we've seen it work we um but we can't you know be so sort of stuck up about it that we know everything about it or that we um you know have all the answers or the answers for anyone's life you know for everyone's life there's just so many versions yeah that's true I'm just thinking about oh like I you know I've got the Mars in Pisces as well and the Neptune on the sun in Sag and I haven't had like like I definitely don't channel and I'm not open to doing it but in some ways I do like I haven't realized but I'll just say something that I think is random and I think I'm being funny with the Sag but I'm actually not that funny I've said something (laughs) I've said something about like 
it's been spot on for that person and I haven't realized like it is just so yeah. random that I think could be a bit of channel but not channel not channeling a spirit because yeah totally not well again we we learn to trust you know we learn to trust the, the 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 things coming out of our mouth and why we're saying them and you know responsive to the astrology like the mm -hmm. astrology is our tool and our guide and and you know if we have to say something it's because we can see it in the astrology so you know um yeah i know other people add all kinds of other stuff but it's quite a different thing isn't it um i think yeah for me it's just definitely much more about the trust in the universe and the unknown yep. and being part of it you know yeah so yeah yeah like being of service to whatever needs to happen uh yeah in that sense but yeah. um again i mean i think maybe perhaps this is more of a jupiter thing but you know the steps that you take forward um i've been quite daring because of that trust i think do you know yes. what i mean people other people yes. would not not dare to go there um because of fear or whatever but it's like well you know it's my step um what am what am i scared of all the jupiter and neptune it is a, like we were saying before if for you it would be about like um not staying contained anyway oh uh, yeah sure <laughs> uh, although you know i do have a moon saturn so I, I i often sort of say that that's kind of very much grounded me in a venus in taurus so yes. i'm not again as flighty or as, or as wispy do you yes. know what i mean as as you know you might think because yes. of, of the signatures yeah that's true and that's maybe uh to me i'm thinking maybe that's a little bit of neptune not or Pisces not being seen as all that it could be. Cause I have to say my most successful friend is a Pisces. Um, uh -huh. you know, you've built this big business, which will be, or not a business, whatever the CIA is, it's a huge community astro astrological thing entity. And you're like a mega Pisces. So I think people underrate it and there's more to the archetype. There's definitely that wispy person that's drunk in a gutter or the artist or the the stuff the sort of skin I can be suffering or you something yeah. but there's more there's definitely more to it like the magic I think is can create anything at the end of the day well that's right it's it's just like following following again intuition or creativity to be kind of the leader you know or the the thing that the carrot in front of the nose or the muse you know um, and I think that's what takes Pisces beyond the limits. Do you know what I mean? And, and you know, into trends and memes and, and people influencing the collective um, without knowing it or without deliberately doing it, right? You know, um, so it, it's, it's just kind of a natural thing that it will dissipate into other, you know, other, other, other people, other places, other ideas, you know, it's, it's the seeding of things, you know, Pisces is always, you know, the seed of what, what else will come from that. Um, it reminds me of that story, you know, the octopus teacher, when I watched that and, um, and the, the, you know, the octopus at the end, when it, when it finally sort of dies, it, its whole body sort of disintegrates and becomes food for the ocean. You know, it's it's that sort of thing. You know, I mean, that's quite extreme, but it's it's like that's what Pisces does. It just it just naturally kind of gives of itself, you know, for greater things or for bigger things beyond themselves, but not you know necessarily for 
you know, because they're, you know, wanting fame or recognition or whatever. It's just kind of a natural, if you do what you love, this is what will happen. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's that kind of thing or energy. They say Neptune is a higher octave of Venus. And, you know, with that love, personal love versus universal love, yeah, doing what you do for that sort of following that larger cosmic vibration or however one would word it and then that's where the magic lies and that's when people I think become extremely successful and contribute to the world in those miraculously magical ways yeah Yeah. follow you know follow what's in your heart or what you're good at and you know um just kind of dream it up like you know there's no we have to dream these things and, and they're possible, you know. So, um, mm. yeah, definitely. Um, I'm follow again, your you know, dreams. Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams, absolutely. That's a Pisces thing. And then when you do, um, it's amazing what will happen. You know, even Oprah says it. <laughs> follow your dreams. Well, I guess if you don't follow your dreams, what are you doing? You've, like, at the end of your life, you've done something that did not perhaps ignite you. Yeah, that's right. That you think you were supposed to do or it's a societal kind of, you know, concept that you're, you know, this year's, you know, so old and you've got to be coupled up and married or, you know, all all those kind of things. So, um, you know, I mean, I think maybe in this Neptune in Pisces era as well, we can look back and think that so many new ideas were created in who you could be and become in this world because a lot of the younger generations are not interested in corporate life and offices and you know making loads of money they they are very sensitive to you know what the world needs and and you know how it can be a better place and you know so you know I've I've often told people create your own job and you'll be much happier Mm. Yeah, I agree, Um, especially depending on certain placements with the chart, but definitely to follow the dream somehow. I think, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people are becoming artists as well, all those Neptunian things and Pisces, like becoming artists and able to build a sustainable career through Instagram and things like that that just was not possible before. Yeah, I know, it's quite quite impossible isn't it but it's happening (laughs) amazing so that's Mm. yeah not a Saturnian way of doing things but I just think yeah like if you follow what you apparently you think you should do or society's rules who made those rules up people why don't you make your own rules up that's Neptune though isn't it it's like I'm not listening to you Saturn I'm further out into the universe so yeah I'm Saturn (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust my you know feelings and trust where I'm kind of led and yes. you know kind of get lost in the experience and you know again I, I just think it's trust. I mean, like the the archetype of Neptune, or as we would you know as we learnt about his mythology, was that he would trap heroes at sea so they'd be lost and lost in the fog and trapped on islands. Um, and it's about using symbols and signals, you know, which astrology is. You know, to show us, you know, to show us the way um, and the omens and the oracles, you know, that's Neptune in its beautiful, occult, mystical way, you know. Um, So, you know, I've always been into that, that kind of spirit world in that sense, as opposed to, you know, talking to the other side. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think, I guess, talking to the other side is a little bit Scorpio 8th house. Yeah, maybe more Scorpio, yeah, for sure. Whereas Pisces, Neptune's 
transcendent which yeah well that's an interesting tangent actually not tangent but an interesting point with Neptune and Pisces is that yeah learning to work with basically the right side of your brain by the sounds of it you know um getting in contact with your unconscious knowing like that other way of knowing and then starting to have your conscious mind on board so you can recognize a symbol or you know, some people all see something. I do it sometimes. Like, I just freaking know. I just know. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. There's no explainable reason, but I just know. Or I've had a dream and a voice has said something really clearly when I've just been avoiding something. It's like, yeah. it's really impatient yeah. with me. So do you get a lot of that? Like you just see something and you know, or you hear that line in a song and you just like, oh, I was trying to avoid it, but there it is. I just know. Yeah, look, definitely, definitely all the time, um, you know, responding to it, um, you know, sometimes you, yeah, you might not want to know or whatever, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely learn to sort of follow the signs and signals. Mm. And I have to say that, you know, that is pretty much how I teach astrology and show people how to trust that in themselves and, you know, kind of move towards that being their guide, you know, the we are our own inner guides. Like everyone's kind of out there wanting a guru or someone to tell them exactly what to do or how to do it. I mean, oh, it was interesting not long ago, a friend was kind of asking, you know, to, you know, to show her what to do. And I said, you know what to do. I can just be your guide in the background. I'm not going to tell you what you have to do. Yes. You know, (laughs) like you, you have to make that, that, those decisions and stuff, you know, you have to take those steps. Um, And again, you know, trust yourself in, in, in this, in, in what you are creating, because in the end, it's all up to us. So it is, it is about claiming yourself as a, as a creator of your life, I think is very Pisces too. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up. That is a fantastic point. And that's something I've noticed as well, and not really spoken about is that especially um, women, I guess we've been conditioned to be kind of told what to do, but yeah, women are like looking for, yeah, someone to tell them. And that's what I think too. It's like, like even I've gone, had the pressure put on me with things I've done to give yeah. actionable steps. And I'm naturally more philosophical and get a bit esoteric because I want to do that old school way of making sort of something poetic so that it comes to you, you get the realisation, yeah. but I'm kind of pushed to be grounded action step and you know that can be handy but yeah you want to constellate in someone their own knowing yeah absolutely you know yeah yeah. like it's like you you already know okay you know it yes you know um and so it's that sort of you know as astrologers we we you know people come to us as an oracle and in the ancient Mm. times the oracles were always quite you know you know they didn't really make sense (laughs) (laughs) you had to go and decipher them you know like oh that's the meaning behind it you know um and so I think there's always it's very necessary to keep that openness like it's not directly this and this some things are much more obvious I think, you know, that, yes, that's definitely showing, you know, that direction or, yes. or that cutting off or that turnaround or that shift. But, um, you know, other things have to be left open so the person yes. will make their own kind of way through it, yeah. That's very Neptunian actually, isn't it? And that thing of the fog, like you can't just grab at it. There's no, you have to come at it 
in this other way, which is yeah. very oracular. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and contemplative, which I think people are very fast these days and it, these things are slow. It's like slow food, <laughs> slow spiritual. Well, some of the answers aren't always so visible or so, mm. so um, you know, so in your face. So it's almost like you'll know, you know, and you're going to, again, tell people to sort of just leave it for a while. You'll yes. know when the time is right and, um you know uh and it does come you know um (laughs) you know being open to it or listening or you know opening the senses a lot more um as well to everything Mm, I agree and what about your dreams do you have like amazing dreams being so much Pisces well um you know, I do have amazing dreams, but I'm, I'm so not disciplined to, I wake up and then all of a sudden they're out of my head. Oh. Um, my husband actually has more, more, uh, what do you call it? Visible, not visible dreams, but like, he wakes up sort of telling me all these dreams and it's like, oh my God. And I know I dream, but then um, they're just gone from my, my psyche, you know, as soon as I kind of wake up or something. <laughs> but you could probably like go into them more if you wanted to uh yeah I think it would be that sort of discipline to not yeah. you know talk and so, so husband yes. shush while I wake up <laughs> I write my dream down <laughs> you know I write my dream down um I mean I've had some great experiences with lucid dreaming like when I'm overtired and I'm not asleep and I'm not awake and oh, yeah. I remember those times really significantly it was actually one of the times was when I dreamt up the CIA so it was <gasps> it was you know it was conscious dreaming um which I kind of would love to do more of that, but you, you know, you have to kind of get yourself in that space. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's go. Um, I'll jump. I'll just finish this little section and let's bring that back up when we start talking about the CIA, because that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Pisces connection. So I wanted to uh, bring up the music side. Pisces is so connected with music or associated with music. Do you have like an internal playlist that comes, you know, songs come to you in lots of situations or like for me, just even writing your questions out and, and tapping in and looking at your site and everything. I was thinking of the Bohemian Rhapsody line. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Uh, um, well, yes, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, look, I'm surrounded by music because all my sons are DJ. Well, two sons are DJs. Um, my husband's a muso or he's an artist and more of a musician as well in his semi-retirement. And all my kids are in a band, DJs and, you know, doing amazing stuff. So there was a lot of music in the house that I created. Put it that, that you way. totally literally created it. That is amazing. Yeah, well, my husband too. It was a so two your of us. Husband, yes, <laughs> but you like you brought in your husband, who is an artist and a musician. So you've surrounded yes. yourself and yes. that in your life. Yeah, because my family, the, my family of origin, it wasn't so much a musical family. Although through the culture I grew up in um, with Lithuanians, there was a lot of singing and dancing. Yes, you know, from a young age. So um, that was kind of cool. Um, and, you know, as I sort of grew into my own sort of space and whatever, music was definitely a big thing. I was always creating parties and playlists and, you know, 
people were saying that was the best party. You know, we used to have theme parties with like, it's the year of the dragon or, you know, whatever, like dress ups, all kinds of, you know, things. People said, I hate going to your parties because you have to dress up. And- <laughs> the fantasy, yes. And the glamour. You know, um, so you're just, just always, always creating parties. And now one of my, well, two of the DJ sons, they're very much into that sort of same realm, but in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And what about getting lost, like that song Lost in Music, you know, um, Lost in Music, Cinema, how do you lose yourself? Um, yeah, look, I've always, um, it's it's with people or having a few drinks or, you know, going a bit sort of nuts around the fire or, you know, well, all, all those party kind of things for sure. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, if it's my own sort of time space, it's usually a movie or, you know, just kind of lounging around, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sinking into the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or otherwise, um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of coming up to my second Saturn return, so I'm, I'm not as, you know, it, what do you call organising as many of those things that I used to. But, you know, I, I love a great dinner party with some really interesting people, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm kind of the one that loves doing that. <laughs> and creating the things, yeah, my... Yeah, creating stuff and, you know, food food has always been fun as well. So, you know, concocting cocktails, I mean, you name it. <laughs> yeah, Venus, of course, and the Pisces, there's alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, this brings us to... Um, Empire CIA. So let's talk about your collective, the CIA, Cosmic Intelligence Agency, because it's such an amazing creation and something to be so proud of. You were mentioning, yeah, amazing and obviously ahead of the times as well. Um, How you talked about it sort of came to you in a lucid dream. Can you tell me more about that? Well, um, well, the shaping of it came together in a lucid dream but the the original sort of idea came when I was you know finishing my diploma with astrosynthesis and I was writing on the you know collective consciousness and astrology and you know um and you know having researched you know all those things to do with quantum physics and you know oneness and consciousness and you know how how does this how can astrology be part of that wave right Mm -hmm. um and so when I was when I was kind of I don't know, it, it took me probably a year to a year and a half. I can't remember really. But I kept reading, like I was reading, you know, big volumes of all kinds of things from the science of oneness to astrology, you know, all kinds of stuff. But the words cosmic intelligence were always coming up. And I just love the words cosmic intelligence, right? It's like we've got to do something with these two words, you know, it just says so much about, the, you know, the times that we're moving into and, and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, and then the idea of the agency came because of, of a place we were renting at the time with work. Um, uh, there was a big peeling kind of graphic on one of the buildings just next to it, which said Cox International Australia, like as in, roosters I think it was (laughs) the C you know and I just looked up went oh CIA and that's where I just went cosmic and so that stuck in me and then it was I I 
I don't really remember maybe six months later or something that I actually bought the web name for it. I didn't really know what I was going to do with it, but it was just such a strong kind of impulse in me. I've got to do something with the cosmic intelligence agency. I don't really know what it is. Right. Um, and then I, I told some of the astrologers that I, you know, studied with in Melbourne and we used to meet in groups all the time, like study mundane astrology and horary and all kinds of stuff. And I told this little group, of us one time and they said oh Jules that's an amazing amazing idea let's do it you know um and that's kind of how it began um but then the lucid sort of dreaming part of it was we all this group of us went to um Rick Tarnas was having a retreat in Bali um after his book Cosmos and Psyche first came out um, and we just went, oh, this is right up our theme. <laughs> you know, this yes, is right totally. on our alley. Um, and we went to that and it was through that connection there. I couldn't sleep for like 10 days because I was so high on the information. And, um, and then, you know, at night I couldn't sleep. So I was kind of dreaming up what would be the CIA, right? Like, although mm. I had the name, it wasn't really clear what we do. Okay, so we're going to start a website. We're going to start writing about the solstices and the equinoxes with the intention behind um, how astrology and what we know about the world is kind of turning all at once, right? So, um, so that's, yeah, that's how it sort of all began. And then that all agents would be of service because we're a Virgo agency, um, so our work was to pretty much put astrology out there um, and not in the sense of what we'd seen before, because what we'd seen before was that it was a very closed system. And you probably would remember that, um, you know, the organisations that were around or whatever had, you know, had their conferences and stuff. But it was like all the really good stuff was not known to the world. Yeah. Um, and it was still sun sign astrology and a lot of astrologers still hiding. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not, mm. not telling people they were astrologers. And I, I, we just, or I just thought that's not right. <laughs> you know, that's just not right. You know, astrology is amazing and more people need to know about it. Um, mm. And in the good light, as opposed to, you know, you're a Pisces and you like, you know, aqua blue or whatever. Yes. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so, um, and so that was, kind, you know, that was the mission. Like we're just going to kind of band together and just start putting stuff out there. And, of course, at the same time, um, social media rose. So it was yes. like the greatest gift that, that was given to us to sort of say, hey, you know. So once that we came out on safe social media and stuff, it's like international astrologers wanted to know us. Everybody did, you know, and it was great. It was it was glorious. And we're still, you know, very much connected to so many people. But, um, you know, there's so much more out there now than, you know, when we started. So yes, it's it, so again, great to see. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think that you had a I had you saw the vision or had a handle on tech technology and social media early. Like I definitely see that as part of it that you understood that and the potential of it as well. And then well, you already had this. Like, I learned like everyone else did, you know, <laughs> it was like uncharted sort of territory. It's like, yeah. oh, let's write about this. And we started writing about the, you know, the daily sort of movements of the planets, you know, Venus is doing this or Mars is doing that. And no one was doing it back then. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's what I mean. I don't think that a lot of astrologers got it like there what there didn't seem to be a lot of younger astrologers either like not really it's more older 
And well, there's a lot more younger, younger ones now, isn't there? Well, there is yeah. now. There is now. But yeah. then it just like I was going to those conferences and everyone was like it was so dominated by Pluto and Leo people yeah. that I would just, yeah, it wasn't there was pe- not people there my age generally. I would see maybe one or two and that was about it. So you know, think, you're right. Yeah. yeah, they just weren't. So the older people just weren't, they didn't get social media. So I think you've come in, you're like another generation under them and you've yeah. seen the potential as well as, yeah, ready to change to take it, take the baton, basically. I see that as. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the right time in the right place. And then, um, I mean, the whole, again, the whole idea behind the CIA was also that we just spark something in somebody, right? You know, like it wasn't about sort of, you know, come and do the same thing. It's just like, you know, you are an astrologer, so come on, spark, you know, get yes. the spark, you know, get the spark. Um, and so many people have, have thanked us over the years and stuff for helping them just get more confidence, you yeah. know, um, to be to be out there, um, I suppose. So, again, it's, it's very heartening to think we did play our role in you know the coming out of astrology (laughs) but then you know where it is now you know there's so many good things and there's so many things that you just go oh my goodness you know yeah (laughs) what can you do (laughs) yeah well I guess the thing is like I like to hear the origin stories of things just because it shows people now if they're having an idea you know, just pursue it. You, it can become something. Don't get overwhelmed by, oh, this person's got this huge empire, but it started somewhere and everything has its own time. So yeah, look for opportunities to do something different. Or if things, if you're like annoyed by things too, that, oh, you create it. This is, you just found a niche. That's right. (laughs) Like, yeah. um, And I was kind of when I finished, you know, the studies and stuff, I was a little bit sort of like, you know, looking around what happened was happening in Melbourne and, you know, going to the kind of meet monthly meetings and stuff and going, this is not my world. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's fair enough. It, it was, and I love going to lecture, but it's not my world. So therefore we were always doing our own, you know, extra sort of stuff um, and having more fun. And, um, you know, yeah, we've had a lot of fun uh, with it all. Um, and, and again, if it's ignited, if it ignites a spark of, of looking further into astrology, but also, um, you know, just under, understanding yourself as part of the cosmos is the inroad here, right? Yeah. You know, that it's, it's, it's like the cosmos, we're all part of the turning of everything that's happening here. So the name does attract a lot of people, um, I think, um, until maybe they find out we're astrologers. <laughs> we've, we've got <laughs> But our logo, you know, is astrological. So we've not been hiding the fact that yeah. we're astrologers, not at all. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious, but with, yeah, cosmic um, openness to things. And I, I have to say it's interesting that the word cosmic, you know, well-titled, like cosmic intelligence is so Pisces, Neptune, full stop. And now yeah. that we're in this Pisces ruled, like Neptune, Pisces era, cosmic is like the word, like it's such a buzzword. So yeah. you nailed it there. And the other word that's been used so much now is agency, not the kind of agency maybe you're writing with, but a play on the word like cosmic intelligence. Well, agency. I mean, again, the agency is, is everyone that's involved and it can be many more of us than, you know, it's not just us in the agency as, you know, we're working behind, you know, making it kind of work. Um, everyone can be part of it. And this is kind of the openness of the CIA, yes. like 
if we're thinking astrology, we can kind of automatically be connected to it. Um, and this is that sort of free agency about it as well, which has, I think, helped, like I said, open a lot of people up to being and belonging to something a lot bigger and greater. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking agency as in having agency, but having that cosmic agency. Do you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That you're, you know, belonging to um, and participating in and influencing and all yes. that type of thing. So, yes, it's very Pisces. I mean, I remember some friends of mine when I said I'm starting the Cosmic Intelligence Agency, <laughs> they said, you're going to get locked up. You're going to, you know, the CIA is going to be after you. And I'm going, why? <laughs> Like, why would I be locked up and why, why, why? Um, I mean, we do attract a lot of hackers, which we've had a bit of. Yes, I there. saw that. Why do you think that is? Oh, the name, the name. They the think CIA. we're, like, you know, big secret intelligence that is, you know, I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I guess the permeability, there's the Neptune again as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so it's 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 kind of yeah, it's it's like you know, creating having created the monster, so to speak, and you know, oh Jesus, <laughs> the repercussions. But I mean, yeah, I mean, even the even the the connotations just. I am seeing so many great ways of setting up astrology businesses. Like there's so many people being creative about what they do. Like Stormy Grace is doing things on YouTube. There's just so many ways starting to blossom, which is really exciting because it's getting those things established that will, I think, help keep this great tool in um, use actually. So, you know, how can you discuss how like, how you've set up the cosmic intelligence agency and now that you're like because you've you have agents you've a lot of people contributing it's online but you do retreats and like you offer so many different things but you're also looking to this is the second question I suppose which will come back to taking it to another level or would you just kind of put the, the reins in someone else's hands so you can go on and sort of mastermind the next thing um, yeah, look, I'd like to. I mean, we're probably not as big an organization as many as as we may appear to be because mm. of our followers and stuff. But um, you know, the bottom line is that you know to keep things going, you need funds and money and mm. all that kind of stuff. Um, so we started a membership a few years ago, so we pretty much live on that. <laughs> Do you know yep. what I mean? Like in the sense of. Um, you know, people that want to learn more with us. Um, it's it's about taking astrology to the next level, really. Um, you know, not just what, you know, you can learn online and stuff, although there's just so much out there these days that I keep sort of joking, it's going to take all of us out of a job. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like with all this free astrology, um, yes. you know, good and bad, you know, it's, it's almost like that's why we started a membership because we were, you know, we were just doing so much for, you know, for our, because of the love of it and everything but yes. it was almost like you know there's a there's a certain sort of limit where you have to go well you know and and then there was a whole beginning of of memberships with all kinds of websites right so it was yeah. like oh that's the next level yeah let's get a membership mm-hmm. um so so that's kind of our our main thing these days um but a big website revamp is on the cards which will involve you know, being able to join the CIA, but getting stars as you go, like as in, um, 
you know, kind of getting up the ranks or more like an academy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like level one, level two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so on. So so that's kind of what we're what we're working on. Um, and we were working on it last year, but then the agent, um, unfortunately, that we were planning all this with, he died. Oh. Um, and we have 23 Capricorn ascendant. So it was like, oh. you know, it's not like you <laughs> You know, so oh, that's going to be a challenging year. Oh my gosh, you know, and it was that, but it was really. And then our website blacked out for a few months because he had all these hidden code. He was our <gasps> webmaster. He was our webmaster and Agent Sixty Four, bless him. Oh. Um, and so unexpectedly, he he was out of here. Um, oh my gosh, it was it was a nightmare. But but that does make sense. It is an entity in itself now for sure because there's just so many people involved yeah so that sort of generating of like it's not going to stop me from doing it you know why can't I do it as well I've been in, I've, got in, I've been into trouble for it as well though <laughs> you know god knows why <laughs> what because we're doing astrology now we want to do astrology you know yeah, right. that? Yeah. the breakaways initially yeah. you know because like yeah. you said there wasn't a lot of other things happening and now there's many satellites you know yeah yeah absolutely so it's kind of you know again it's sort of you know with my neptune transit it's like oh i don't i don't think it's had its life it's just going into another level and and i think the next level for us is um pretty much about building a more secure team than sort of agents of chaos everywhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah right that's what i always call them (laughs) agents of chaos you know (laughs) so consolidate and yeah rain rain it in a bit yes yeah and it does make sense like I remember I had a friend in fashion she was she had a few boutiques in Melbourne back in the day and something I really remembered from her just sharing her experience was that she said you we constantly had to evolve because other labels were ripping them off and selling it for cheaper and so they had to just continually move on with their style because they really did um, create their own style and um, one was called galaxy funnily enough you know (laughs) that we're talking about astrology Uh, so in the end they went they made a decision where they went too big too quickly and they bought too much infrastructure and because they were um, people were copying their style and selling it for less they hadn't budgeted in for that and it actually crippled their business unfortunately but I did always remember like if you're an innovator you will that is your thing you have to continually innovate and grow and transform like you can't just sit on your laurels while everyone you give everyone else like this is what you can do but you've got to keep going ahead and blazing that trail yeah yeah. yeah. Well, that's right. Keeping it inventing and stuff. I mean, one of the things that's always really sort of scared me, Vanessa, is, you know, people have said you should do this and you should do that. Oh, my God, this big empire, as you call it. It's not really. Um, it's it's more, um, it, it, I don't want to be a, a business I don't want to be a big business woman. Do yep. you know what I mean? Like as in running big corporate sort of um, styled type of thing I just don't want to um and um and that that just is not appealing at all so we've always kept it organic it sort of comes and goes with what we do with with the people at any particular time like organizing a retreat or who we're going to do it with you know who we're going to ask or whatever um and as opposed to sort of let's say I'm much more with the people that are dedicated to to doing stuff and working things or I can ask anybody 
you know, that I know to be involved. Do you know what I mean? So um, it's all sort of, again, very organically minded, which I prefer. I'm I'm a Pisces, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that whole Virgo, you know, structure, like we have to do this, you know, this, 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 this. And um, I do want someone to take over my admin sort of position um, after this new website is taken so I'm hoping that can happen. <laughs> yes. I think it's interesting, like, you know, you have Mars in Pisces too, as well as everything, acting on if you feel it, if you feel it, you know, the inspiration comes from you have to feel like doing it <laughs> otherwise. Oh, yeah, nice. I mean, it's, it's that sort of thing we were talking about before about, you know, being on videos and all that sort of stuff. You know, I don't feel like sort of, I don't know, whatever it means to be presentable, you know what I mean, or... or online you know I'm, you know my face out there all the time that's just kind of not me um you know again if I feel like doing it I might yeah <laughs> yeah know? the inspiration strikes yeah 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 and then um you know the other thing you know again with creating sort of big business or or that sort of model is you've got to keep generating a lot more money um, Mm. to keep it going, employing people, all that kind of stuff. And um, I've seen that stress in my husband running a business for years and it's really not what I want to do. I'm an astrologer, (laughs) you know, and so again, the creative sort of impulse of doing things is much more what I'm interested in for sure. Yes. Yeah. I totally get that. I totally get that. There's definitely, I've, even in like I have kept things pretty small at this point because the grind just there's so much grind I can do and I'm willing to do and be disciplined but then there's like I want my life to be very free like I'm so you know we share the Pisces Sagittarius and Taurus vibes right there and I've got moon in Aries so there's the Aries it's interesting and um I just yeah, I need to be able to go with my inspiration because that's where the magic is. And yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I need to feel like doing it. I will grind <laughs> to a certain yeah. degree, but I always need to leave the space open to just go with what I'm feeling, sleep in if I need to, <laughs> stay up late well, if I need to. I mean, the to. magic, yeah, having your own sort of time and hours. Yeah. I mean, look, we've got a webinar on the weekend. I'm always hosting stuff and, oh, you know, I have to get up at seven. I just did it thing for Oprah over the weekend I was getting up at seven for three mornings in the row so so oh you know we do and then but then I can kind of have Monday and Tuesday yes. off or whatever it is you know so yes yeah. yeah that's what I'll do there'll be um, some early mornings and then there can't be every it can't be every day yeah, yeah. so mm. moving on to I really wanted to ask you is the final thing about your star tours that you've done because a friend recently said She's in Berlin, but she said, oh, that she would love to go on an, ex- you know, have it be experiential yeah. and connect with the stars and go on some sort of a camp. And I'm like, well, yeah. someone does do that, but they're here in Australia. Uh-huh. So can you tell us about the star uh, camp? Well, the star camp started, what well, was our first one? It was 2011. And I think there was six of them. So they were in the outback um, near Alice Springs, but um we kind of parted ways with the agent that we, we were doing that with. Um, and she's done a few 
you know, others separately, yeah. um, but, um, you know, kind of on a different scale or different sort of model, let's say. Um, and then we continued ours to sort of be more like retreats, not so much in the outback, but we've, you know, we use a place in Hillsville and then we've used a one, I think where you came for an afternoon or something. Um, yeah, up, up here. I, um, and then I, because I've just been out to the outback, the Flinders Ranges, um, it would be great to, because um, I've got contacts out there, to take a group out there again, yeah, yeah. to the outback. So um, it's not exactly the same place. So you just pretty much got to, you know, keep keep in touch with us or get and on our mailing list up. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, we might, we, we have been considering, like we had a, we had a retreat planned for last April, but we cancelled it, um, you know, just kind of in the month before, because we had people coming from overseas and then it was like, um, you know, it wasn't going to happen. No. Um, they paid their deposits and it was like, and I and I kind of just stopped it. I said, no, nah, look, I can't go through the stress of, you know, like who's, come, you know, if they come out and then they can't do this and yeah. all that stuff. It's so we cancelled one and, and I think we might try and get that off the ground maybe October or something this year. Um, and then if, you know, I mean, the whole thing about travel internationally, yeah, maybe there is more call to be doing stuff just in Australia for now so yeah yeah keep an I eye on so. it mm. yeah so yeah join up to the email list or check the website uh, fairly regularly yeah. you've got yeah things that are upcoming it's all on that hub yes that's right I'll follow us on social media cosmic intelligence agency same for Instagram or Facebook um just google it you know all that stuff will come up and um yeah you can um subscribe to all our updates or just you know we post them or there's events and all that sort of stuff so yeah just kind of follow us I suppose is the word <laughs> okay great well yeah, yeah, yeah go check it out check out the membership as well and yeah keep an eye on what's happening for the website relaunch re-envisage yeah I'm not giving a date for that yet because no. I'm, I'm kind of again um it's my winter project yep. and um it will it will kind of there'll be a few stages to it because um you know I think a big thing about so many people out there now knowing some astrology they're gonna not have to go the next level um so we're going the next level <laughs> Excellent. Yes, uh, good. Yeah. I think there's more people ready for that as well. There's so much intro and then, yeah, it's, it's yes, it yes, place. that's right. Um, okay. And our membership has lots and lots of content for, again, people already wanting to go that level, you know, to learn much more astrology, just, you know, beyond the basics of, you know, sun signs and aspects and planets. Yeah. So check that out for anyone who, who was interested in that. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on again and representing Pisces as there's probably not so many mega Pisces stellium astrologers out there actually, especially at your level. So I think that you might be one of a kind. I really enjoyed talking to you. I've wanted to have a chat for quite a while. So this was a good opportunity. Thanks, Vanessa. Yeah. Well, how cool. You know, it's lovely that you invited me and um, I wish you the best with all your astrology and what you're doing, um, of course. And um, hopefully we'll catch up for real soon. Yeah, exactly. I'll be in Melbourne at some point. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. This has been Vanessa Montgomery. 
For more astro and modern mysticism, find me at astroallstars.com. Remember, that's stars with a Z. Take care and stay cosmic.